In our last episode, we spoke with the amazing Kim Chambers. In our conversation, she talked about the many challenges she had to face in her life, from being told she may never walk again, being the first woman to swim more than 30 miles in shark-infested water from the Farallon Islands to the Golden Gate Bridge, and overcoming her summer of paralysis. Today, we wanted to cover two powerful insights Kim talked about. One, her incredible mindset and the way she approached challenge. And two, forming a deep connection and relationship to her intuition. Welcome to the Inside Journey. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode four. This is our Teachable on Honoring and Following Your Path. So this is our second Teachable, and we love doing these episodes because the way we come up with the focus for the Teachable is totally dependent on what came up in the interview before this one. So in our last conversation with Kim Chambers, this the greatest open water swimmer in the world, she talked so much about how, yes, she was so physically strong, but it was really the way she approached the challenges that she faced mentally that helped her to not only overcome adversity, but to thrive from it. And so Johanna and I want to talk about a couple of really powerful concepts, one being your attitude or your mindset, how you approach challenges, and the second being really tapping into your intuition in order to lead the most successful life. Right. Because Kim really said that her spirituality is following her intuition and that it's become one of the most significant parts of her life as she's gotten older and older. And what's so interesting is, as we've heard a lot of people listening to that episode, what's been coming up is, I want to learn more about intuition. What is it? How do I connect to mine? How do I know it's it's speaking truth versus fear? Like, how's the, what's the difference? So I'm so excited, Kim, to like get into these two juicy concepts, you know, transformational thinking and um, really what does it mean to have a solid, juicy, beautiful relationship with your intuition on a day-to-day basis? Me too. Me too. And so the first topic that we wanted to touch on is what Johanna just mentioned, this idea of transformational thinking. So many of you have probably heard about growth mindset versus fixed mindset. Another way to think about that is transformational thinking versus transitional thinking. When you face a challenge in your life, right, what is the context that you're using to think about that that challenge and to act We have a choice. We could see it as a transitional event, right? Something that we need to get through. And often when we're full of fear and we're not grounded, we have a tendency to have more of a fixed mindset or transitional thinking, right? So when we're in that state of mind, our approach is, how can I get through this? How am I going to get through the day? And often how we feel when we're in that mindset are there's tension in our body. We're using kind of harsh or judgmental language. We're not very creative or resourceful. So the other way we can approach a challenge is thinking about it from the perspective of what can I get from this experience? This is transformational thinking. And when we come from this place, we can use the situation to actually learn and grow. Exactly. It's so different. I mean, I think that when I'm really nervous, Kim, like I'm doing a brand new program or I have a really big client interaction, my fear speaks to me like this. Just get to the other side, yeah. get to five o'clock, get it done, get that cocktail, <laughs> you know, right. like just be on the other side because I think 
I'm so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm so uncomfortable with the uncertainty. I'm so uncomfortable with whatever fear I'm facing. If it's a thinking I'm not going to do a good job. So I get this mentality of if I just get through it and do the other side, I'll be safe. That's right. And when you approach it from that perspective, how able are you to be creative? I think not at all. I think I have blinders on and I'm just checking the boxes. I'm just doing what it takes to get to the other side. And I'm not very aware or present of my certain situation. Yeah. How about you when you're in that, that mode of just plow? I think about that. Like when I open my calendar and I have one of those days where I have back to back to back meetings, if I'm approaching it from that perspective of like, oh my God, I've just got to get through this. I don't feel like I'm nearly as present in any of those meetings. Yeah. I'm not as resourceful. I can't maybe think as well on my feet. Yeah. As if I were to open my calendar and say, okay, yes, I have a lot of meetings. And what can I get from each one today? And so if we think about Kim Chambers, for those of you who didn't maybe listen, um, she fell down a flight of stairs one morning on her way to work and came very, very close to having her entire leg amputated from that injury and was given a a 1% chance of walking unassisted. And that girl, Kim, I mean, two years of rehab before she even went into the pool. Yeah. And the whole time I feel like she was like, no, I'm not just going to get through this. I'm going to become something from this. Yeah. I remember her saying she was so embarrassed to get in the pool because she had this like, I don't remember how long it was, this bright red, huge scar on her leg. And she was so embarrassed. But she didn't let that stop her. You know, Mm. she totally approached that challenge and the many other challenges that she went on to talk about from the perspective of, you know, how can I use this to transform myself? Yeah. And how can I use this to transform my sense of purpose in my life? I mean, she developed, she got in touch with her, her real essence of like why she is on this planet and what she is meant to do when she was able to ask herself those questions. It gives me the chills. You know, it's really about being, instead of being a victim in your life, it's about being a co-creator. It's about seeing every opportunity as a chance to co-create something new or learn something new or get curious rather than be a victim and say, poor me, why is this happening to me? And I think we all need to be a victim for a little bit. I think it's natural and healthy just to feel a little sorry for ourselves sometimes. But how long do you linger in that place before you take a deep breath and ask yourself, this is happening. I can't change it. What can I get from it? Right? That's right. I, I was thinking too about this time. We're still on lockdown. You know, we're still in this crazy pandemic and it's pretty amazing to see how many people are opening up to new ideas and uh, new work and ways of being and making changes in their life because of this thing. They're really coming at it from how is this happening for me? And it's really great to use too when a person who constantly triggers you or difficult relationship, instead of just thinking, how do I get this person out of my life or how to just get through this? Yeah. Ask yourself, why is this person in my path? Yeah. What are they here to teach me? Is there anything I can do, own, shift, change to grow from this really challenging relationship? And then all of a sudden, I don't know about you, Kim, but I stopped fearing the events in my life or fearing the difficult people in my life. And I treat them as like, my God, I'm in one big classroom here. What is this all happening for me? I think before we transition to intuition, one last thing around a person who's really triggering you is if you ever wanted to see why this person's in your life, make a list of all the things that they should be doing. 
They should be kinder. They should listen to me more. They should, they should say sorry. They should stop micromanaging me. Yeah. They need to get out of my business. Okay, just make a list of all the shoulds that other person should be doing. And then you need to look at that list and ask yourself, are you doing every single one of these things you think the other person should be doing? And half the time it's like, no, I haven't forgiven that person. I'm totally in their business. I'm always reactive. So it's again, like Kim, you just said, it's a mirror for something you can look at in your own life. Do that should exercise. It'll blow your mind. And once you get in integrity with the, sh the shoulds they should be doing and you actually start to do them, watch how this relationship starts to change. So I think that in, in terms of like really embracing, Kim, this transformational thinking mentality, we need to be in touch with our truth, our intuition, our inner knowing, don't you think? Because if we're just in fear and we're just getting through stuff, we're not accessing that inner wisdom that is there to guide us to the lessons we need to learn. Right. And we're completely acting from a place of fear. Right. Which often the things we say yes to when we're coming from that place are not at all aligned with what's important to us. Exactly. And so in, in the last interview with Kim, one of the things she really touched on at the end of the interview was moving from being guided and motivated by the external factors like pleasing people and 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 not letting people down and and being liked on social media and to really being true to thine own self she said be true to thyself mm -hmm. and we talked about our relationship with intuition and i think it's something that we don't often get to learn about we don't take classes in school around intuition um it's very mysterious but we really wanted to talk about some concrete things today. Like what is intuition, right? Yeah. Why is it important to know your intuitive knowing? How does it make a big change in your life? What blocks us from it? And what are some things we can do day to day? Definitely. Because I think we're, we're raised to make decisions from the neck up. Yes. We're still yes. in our head. We analyze, we use logic. And of course, to a degree, we need to do that. That's very important. But- Intuition, I mean, would you say it sort of sits in your in your body more than in your head? 100%. You know, I have two definitions I love about what intuition is. One is from um, the wise Shakti Gawain. She's a spiritual teacher that both Kim and I love. She says, intuition is a universal, intelligent life force that exists within everyone and everything. It resides in each of us as deep wisdom and inner knowing. So everyone has it. And then another teacher, Krishnamurti, said, intuition is the whisper of the soul. So if there is a really a formal definition of intuition, it says it's the ability to acquire knowledge without facts proof of how that knowledge was garnered. I love it. Right? And so that's why it's so elusive. Like, how do you know? I don't have a fact or a proof or a data for you, but that doesn't mean it's not real. So how do you know, Johanna, when it is your intuition talking versus your fear? Because sometimes it's really hard to tell the <laughs> difference between the two. Oh my gosh, such a good question. Well, first off, I know that my intuition does not bark at me or yell at me. It does not judge me. It comes usually in very, very soft whispers. It's usually like a little hint or a little nudge. It's a like, uh, ooh, why don't you call that person today? Or, oh, 
that looks like a book you should read. Or, ooh, run to your computer and add this idea. This is a good idea. Add it into the program. It is not judging and harsh. It's very gentle. Mm-hmm. How do you know, Kim? Like, how does your intuition speak to you? I think that's so true. I, I think about when you proposed way back when, almost a year ago, to do a podcast. There was a big part of me that, you know, that was concerned. I've never done this before. You know, when I was in my head analyzing, I was thinking, this is not right for me. But there was another deeper part of me that said, no, that's just my fear talking because I've never done something like this before, but it's actually a yes. And I think you're right. When it's fear talking, it's very black and white. It's harsh. It's all or nothing. It's so judgmental. But there's... But and the key is obviously you have to get quiet enough to to get in touch with that little whisper like you're talking about that says actually no this is right right and you and I talk so much about one of the ways to vet whether your intuition is right on the mark or not is you have to ask yourself the bigger question which is why do I get up in the morning like if your intuitive voice whispers to you yes do the podcast Kim and your fear says absolutely not who are you you've never done anything like this before it's not going to be good. You have to ask yourself, why did my whisper say yes, the podcast? Does it connect to my bigger why? That's right. And why did you say, end up saying yes? Did it connect to your bigger why? 100%. Why? Because I'm, I'm passionate about this whole idea of, you know, helping people work through their inner, you know, challenges and fears and, you know, getting in touch with their purpose. So I'm very passionate about the topic of the podcast and I wanted to have a bigger platform to reach, you know, more people. So it's very in line with my purpose of really helping people feel more empowered. One way of really partnering with your intuition and being able to listen to it is getting clear on your purpose, yeah. your big why. Yeah. It really helps you trust it more, right? Because you can then decipher between fear and your intuitive knowing. Another couple of really great ways, everybody, to partner with your intuition is carve out five minutes a day. Listen, I'm an antsy meditator, but if it just takes five minutes a day to take a deep breath and close your eyes and feel your emotional state in your body, where you're holding anxiety, where you feel relaxed, how you feel that day. Do you feel excited, joyful, peaceful, nervous, anxious, because when you close your eyes and tune in and feel all your real feelings, intuition resides right underneath those emotions. So if you're living your day, overriding your feelings, not checking in, doing what's ever on your list, no matter whether you feel like it or not, you're never going to get close to your intuitive knowing. But if you take five minutes a day to check in with how you're feeling, do a body scan, get in touch with the range of emotions you're in, I guarantee you, your intuition will wake up and start speaking to you. It always lives right next to your emotional state. Does that make sense? Yes. And I would add that when you are sitting, closing your eyes, even for a couple of minutes, it's, it's trying to sink deeper with the question, not being in your head about it, but, but it's almost like turning the light off in your head and turning the light on in your body. Because I know for me, that, that all knowing that, that voice is, it's like deep in my belly or it's, it's deep in my body. It's not in my head. That's right. So you have to take the time to get past the monkey mind, right? 
And feelings take you right into that. And then the intuitive knowing lies underneath it. Another awesome thing you guys can all do each and every day is to start to build the relationship back up with your intuition. And how do we build any relationship back up in our life? We spend time with it. We talk to it. So Kim and I literally, we speak to our intuition like it's one of our best friends. Like, hey girl, what's up? (laughs) How are you? Do you, what do you feel like eating today? Do you want to do that? Do you want to, do you want to talk to that person? Do you not? What do you think I should do about this? I have in-depth conversations with my intuition all day long. And it seems like I'm a little bit of a crazy person, but really I'm fostering that connection and she speaks right back to me. Sometimes I will go so far as to say, okay, if the decision was made for me that this is going to be a yes, how would I feel? Would I feel excited or would I feel kind of bummed? Or if decision was made for me that this is a no, would I feel relieved or would I feel disappointed? Oh, that's so awesome. And we're going to talk in a second about that tool because that's exactly how you can read whether it's a yes or a no, right? Yeah. Another really great thing you guys can do to build your your intuitive knowing up is to start experimenting with it. Take action on it. If you get a hunch, you get a whisper, instead of brushing it under the rug, do it. Call that person out of the blue. Sign up for that class. Um, Share that idea in your next lecture. Like The more you take action on the intuitive knowing that's coming to you, the more she or he, I say she or he just because I feel like it's an entity inside of us, but the more that intuitive knowing is going to go, wow, they're really trusting me. I'm going to speak up more. So take action. Starting today, experiment little steps you can take to honor your intuitive knowing. And for a lot of people, the challenge is they say yes too often. They overextend themselves. So sometimes the action is saying no. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yes, no. Yes, you're right. Right. It's saying no to something, turning it down, setting a boundary, saying it's not going to work for me right now. And notice the confidence and the energy that comes from actually putting a line in the sand when it isn't aligned with your purpose. Oh my gosh, such a good one. And one of the other interesting things you can do to increase your intuitive knowing is to release anger to release anger and resentment because anger and resentment tend to completely block out intuitive knowing. It's like a big fat barbed wire barricade. So if you are feeling really angry or resentful, make sure you check in and say, how can I release this? How can I forgive this person? How can I clear it up? Because I want more, more connection to my intuitive knowing the opportunities, miracles, things that can come in when I'm, when I'm much more relaxed and open. Easier said than done, but it's a big part of connecting to your intuition. Yeah. So let's get into a couple tools, like a couple exercises that you can use, like whenever you want to access your intuitive knowing. So Kim, do you want to talk about the, uh, what you just said, like expansive, constrictive, or the yes or the no you were mentioning? Yeah. So there's a powerful exercise. I think it originates from Martha Beck, right? If I'm not mistaken. And she calls it handcuffs on, handcuffs off. And it's like this idea that you take the question, right, or the decision that you are dealing with and you sit with it and you close your eyes and you get quiet and you ask yourself, when it comes to this decision, does this feel like I'm wearing handcuffs or does it feel like if I say yes to this decision that the handcuffs have been removed? In other words, does it feel constraining if I say yes or does it feel freeing? 
And this is just such an easy and such a fast and such a powerful way to really let your intuition guide you. Is this handcuffs on or is this handcuffs off? And sometimes when I'm coaching someone and they're talking about, you know, a, an opportunity or a decision they have to make, I'll say, okay, close your eyes. And without analyzing it too much, I just want you to ask yourself, is this decision handcuffs on or handcuffs off? And it's so easy for people to answer that question. And isn't it funny, Kim, they know immediately their intuition says handcuffs off. That's right. And you're like, great, it's free. And then immediately they start saying, but, but, but no. That's right. And we'd spent a half an hour before then talking about, should we, should I not, should I do this, should I not? And yet when you close your eyes and you sink into something deeper, the decision actually is so clear. Exactly. Another thing that you can do for your intuitive knowing, it's part of if you want to incorporate it into your five-minute meditation in the morning is get quiet. Present the question to your intuition. You know, I'm really thinking about making a change in my work right now. And really get quiet and ask, ask your intuition, what do you think about this? Give me a word. Give me a phrase. Give me a story. And it'll start speaking to you. And when you are done with your meditation, just write it down. I've done this exercise with big, huge groups of 50 people or more. And everybody raises their hand. I can't believe it. I got a hit right away. So again, have a conversation with your intuition and your morning meditations. Ask for guidance. See what that it says. It's unbelievably powerful. And by the way, Johanna's mentioned meditation, and I realize that's not for everybody. So it doesn't have to be meditating. It could be, you know, you could be someone that really gets quiet when you're out on a walk or a hike out in nature, or you're sitting by water you know, or you're at the end of a yoga class. So whatever it means for you, it's just finding a time to get really quiet and be in silence. Absolutely. And just everybody, you know, kind of to wrap this up, just know that there's so many things that block us from our intuition. We were not raised to trust it, to know what it was, to talk to it every day. So it's not something that like Kim says, we were taught to think from the, the neck up. This is new. And know that there's a lot of socially, you know, conditioned pressures, not disappointing people, following the rules, looking successful. These things are big boulders to blocking your intuition because sometimes your intuition has ideas that aren't in alignment with like being externally accepted. So just trust that when you hear that voice that says, well, what are they going to think if you do that? You know, that's your fear. And then you have to ask the, the big old question, does it connect to my why? Would my life unfold in in new, interesting, purposeful ways if I said yes to this and trust. So we can't wait to hear from you. We would love for you to email us at info at insidejourney.com or share on the iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast, but we want to hear from you. What tools have you used to get more in touch with your intuition? What, what resonated about this? Uh, what are you going to try out? What risks are you going to take? What situation can you look at and ask yourself, how can this be working for me right now? Right. What person are you so excited to see that triggers the hell out of you because they are in your path for a reason? How can you learn from them? All of these things. So again, thank you so much for being a part of this Teachable. We can't wait for our next podcast, which will be dropping in June with the fabulous Eric Barrage, CEO uh, who was a CEO of Blue Wolf, who raised that company up from the ground up and sold it to IBM. He's so inspirational. You won't want to miss it. <music>